Hi, my name is Ronnie Breyer, and this is the Monthly Safety Podcast for August of 2011. First, a little bit about me. I've been a Greyhound driver now for the past 20 years. I've been in the driver instructor program for the past six, and I currently drive out of Syracuse, New York. So first, I'd like to welcome any new listeners to the podcast. Welcome. And um, as always, past episodes are available both to listen and download through the website. And the easiest way to get to that site where you can access previous episodes is to visit my Facebook page at uh, Ronnie, uh, R-O-N-N-I-E, G-R-E-H-E-R. You can search me out on Facebook or you can send me email at Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E, 13211 at gmail.com and I'd be glad to send you a link and while you're there if you have any questions comments or suggestions uh, feel free to send those via email so uh, this month we've got a lot to talk about and among other things uh, unfortunately we've had another collision with injuries uh, outside of Philadelphia which I'll talk about in just a little bit Um, there are some changes to the way that we are supposed to log. Uh, We've got some different interpretations of the hours of service rules as it relates to the driver's daily log. And um, we continue to have an issue and a concern with both performing a proper pre-trip and completing the M7 properly and completely. And actually the company has uh, issued another uh, standard operating procedure or SOP as it relates to the M7. We'll talk about that. And uh, some bus companies were shut down by the state of New York after uh, several collisions and different things, inspections going on, particularly um, as we as they crack down on the bus business in general. So a lot of stuff to talk about this month. Okay, first, um, recently Governor Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York State, after several tour bus crashes, suspended the operating licenses of eight charter and tour bus companies and 100 of their buses after repeated f- failures in safety inspections. State DOT is also building up its staff of inspectors to conduct thousands more inspections targeting companies with poor safety records. According to a news article, the governor stated that the companies that were suspended each failed three or more roadside inspections of buses and drivers in the last six months. All of the additional enforcement comes after several fatal bus crashes this year in New York and two crashes that killed three people just last week. Now, these crashes were charter companies, but it has brought the attention of law enforcement and legislatures legislators on the transportation industry. Since Greyhound is considered the leader in passenger motor coach industry, we will be scrutinized very closely and therefore it is imperative that we maintain the high standards that Greyhound has been known for for 97 years. Now something that you hear all the time from your financial uh, planner or financial advisor is that failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And this means that you should always be ready to pass any roadside inspection as a driver by having all of your documentation in order. For example, your log current to your last change of duty status, your medical card up to date, your up to date driver's license, and your M7, which is completed correctly and completely. According to the US DOT, as part of the administration's effort to step up motor coach safety, the US DOT's FMCSA, or Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, has cracked down on unsafe carriers through surprise inspections, full compliance reviews, and enforcement actions. In May, the FMCSA and state and local law enforcement partners conducted more than 3,000 surprise passenger carry safety inspections over a two-week period that resulted in 442 unsafe buses and drivers being removed from the nation's roadway. That strike force took 127 unsafe drivers and 315 unsafe vehicles off the road, 
during these unannounced inspections. According to an article on the DOT website, DOT has also asked Congress to approve a new procedure that would allow the FMCSA to conduct bus safety inspections at en route locations such as rest stops and to require new motor coach companies to undergo a full safety audit before receiving operating authority. It is imperative that every driver focus on safety and be in compliance while operating a motor coach. Please don't make Greyhound an unsafe statistic and stay in compliance. Okay, so as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we did have a collision with injuries outside of Philadelphia last month. I'm going to go ahead and talk about that. Actually, it was uh, this month, excuse me, it was Saturday, August 13th, uh, early in the morning. Uh, From the article from the Associated Press, Mount Gretna, Pennsylvania, the driver of a Greyhound bus bound for St. Louis lost control on the Pennsylvania Turnpike early Saturday, sending the bus careening across the highway and up an embankment before it landed on its side on the interstate, briefly trapping a woman and sending 14 people to the hospital's authority said. Rescue crews freed the woman who was trapped in the wreckage in a rural area about a mile east of the Lebanon-Lancaster exit, Turnpike spokesman Carl DeFabio said. Twenty-nine people, including the driver, were aboard. We later found out that that number was significantly less, said Greyhound spokesman Maureen Richmond, though a Turnpike spokesman said he had information that the total might be 25 because of possible duplicates on the driver's manifest. Officials at three hospitals said 14 people altogether were brought in, Four uninjured passengers were picked up by another bus. The conditions of the others were unclear. The bus from New York City stopped in Philadelphia and it traveled about 75 miles westbound on the turnpike when it overturned at about 6 a.m. on the way to a stop in Columbus, Ohio. State police said the driver, whom they identified as Kareem Edward Farmer, 24, of Philadelphia, lost control of the bus while traveling in the passing lane. The front end of the bus struck a concrete barrier and the left rear side rode up against the barrier, according to the state police. The bus then crossed over the travel lanes, struck an embankment, and traveled up the embankment before flipping over on its left side. The accident was Farmer's first in eight months that he has worked for Greyhound, said his father, Derek Bivens. Richmond declined to discuss Farmer's safety record. Bivens, 46, said he only had brief telephone conversations with his son after the crash about what happened and that Farmer had suffered a head laceration and a cut on his arm. He's okay with some stitches. He wasn't able to inform us on anything else, Bivens said. His son had no other health problems, he added. Farmer had previously driven a tanker truck used to refuel airplanes at the Philadelphia International Airport, Bivens said, as he spoke outside the family's Philadelphia home. Now, as a follow-up to that, uh, I've got an article from the Associated Press, which was posted the next day. Uh, The driver of a Greyhound bus that overturned on a central Pennsylvania highway, injuring 14 people, was cited Monday in connection with the weekend crash which investigators said appeared to have been caused by driver error. The accident happened around 6 a.m. Sunday near the Pennsylvania Turnpike's Lebanon-Lancaster exit. Fourteen of the 18 people aboard were injured, but all were treated and released from hospitals and eventually continued on their journey, said Maureen Richmond, a Greyhound spokeswoman. The 24-year-old driver, Kareem Edward Farmer, lost control while traveling in the passing lane, state police said, and we've talked about that. Uh, telephone number uh, for Farmer of Philadelphia could not be located by the AP. A message was left at his father's home. Now, Farmer was cited with two summary offenses for not staying in his lane and causing a commercial vehicle to overturn, said State Trooper Glenn Fields. Investigators found no evidence that Farmer was under the influence or that he was over his allowable number of hours driving. Uh, Farmer had been driving for Greyhound since March and had received only positive performance evaluations. He'd not have been involved in any previous accidents with the company. 
Now, while I haven't heard any more about this, uh, it does seem that certainly uh, the driver uh, did make some sort of an error, and, and we don't know to what degree, uh, but this is something that probably could have been prevented. Fortunately, we didn't have any serious injuries. However, it does bring unwanted scrutiny to Greyhound and to the bus industry in general, so we need to avoid incidents like this at all costs. Now I'd like to talk about uh, logging, and we've seen uh, some changes in the way that the uh, Log, the hours of service, specifically DOT Regulation 395.8, are being interpreted. Now let me read something here from the Safety Department. The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration has recently rendered a different interpretation of 395.8 driver's record of duty status as it applies to motor coach operators on fixed routes. This interpretation will affect the way that all Greyhound drivers complete their log when it comes to short stops of 15 minutes I'm sorry, short stops of less than 15 minutes. The interpretation reads as follows. Question, how should a change of duty status for a short period of time be shown in the driver's record of duty status? And the answer is that short periods of time, less than 15 minutes, may be identified by drawing a line from the appropriate on-duty not driving or driving line to the remarks section and entering the amount of time, such as six minutes and the geographic location of the duty status change. This will require all drivers to note every stop on a scheduled route or charter when they change status from driving to on duty or vice versa. This does not require a change from line three to line four of your log or vice versa if it is less than 15 minutes. Now, this is a big change from what we've done in the past. In the past, we have said that if you stop somewhere for uh, less than 15 minutes, we didn't make a change of duty status, and on your log, it looked like you didn't even stop. And now what we're saying is if you stop and you leave the driver's seat to board or discharge passengers or load or unload packages or luggage, then you need to draw a line down, indicate the city and state, and on the opposite side of the line, on the underside, to write down how long you were there, for example, five minutes. Now, to go along with that, I've got something here from the safety department that clarifies a little bit, and let me read this as well because it's really important. Prior to the change, Greyhound drivers, Greyhound train drivers, that if they stopped for 10 minutes or more, they had to change the duty status on their log to reflect the time and location of the change. They were also trained that they did not have to log stops that were less than 10 minutes. The interpretation of this rule has changed. Drivers are now to log all stops, whether it requires a change of duty status or not. If stopped for less than 15 minutes, they have to note the location and the time they were stopped. If the stop is 15 minutes or more, they must change duty status lines. This, however, does not apply to stops that are made within a city, only stops between cities. And let me read the clarification below as it relates to stops in the same cities. Pursuant to the FMCSA Hours of Service of Drivers 395.2 definitions, Multiple stops mean all stops made within any one village, town, or city may be computed as one. In layman's terms, this means that the driver can flag the city that he will be making more than one stop in is less than 15 minutes one time and compute the time he was stopped. So the example here we've given is that if you're stopping in Atlantic City at four casinos and you spend three minutes at each casino, you would flag on the log ACY or Atlantic City 
and write in 12 minutes. So you would write Atlantic City, New Jersey, 12 minutes, and this will cover each casino stop and be in compliance with the listed FMCSA definition for multiple stops. So in that case, you would stay on the driving line. Now, if the stop were four minutes each by three, I'm sorry, four minutes by four, that would be 16 minutes, you would change a duty status from line three to line four, showing 15 minutes of on-duty not driving. In our case, it was 16 actual minutes. Um, if you have questions about this, because it is a little bit of a change, uh, there are uh, memos out there. There, there, is an ex there are a couple of examples that have circulated. Check with your local driver instructor or your manager. It's very important that we note that this is a change from how we've done it for so many years. But like with any change, it's a little bit uh, of an adjustment at first. But before you know it, it's not that big of a deal. And um, that's how we're going to do it uh, from this point forward as we've gotten a different interpretation uh, from the FMCSA. Okay, let's talk about um, pre-trips and M7 completion. This continues to be a hot-button issue as some drivers continue to not do all of the things they need to do in a correct and complete manner, and it becomes a problem. So let's talk about it. We received the new standard operating procedure from the company on or about uh, July 22nd of 2011. And the goal of this SOP is to ensure that all vehicles are maintained in a safe, reliable, and clean condition. Vehicles must be available to meet all operational requirements at optimum cost in accordance with Greyhound operating procedures and meet or exceed all relevant legislation. So, it is the responsibility of the driver to ensure that all pre- and post-trip inspection procedures are completed accurately and completely, and the purpose is to provide a process for the completion of the M7 driver's inspection endorsement form. So um, some of the things that we need to do, we've been doing forever and ever, is uh, to complete the form in its entirety and correctly, and we've got drivers that uh, take some shortcuts or are in a hurry, and I'm not sure why. But some of the other things that uh, we have to do is to make sure that we fill out in the beginning, in the upper right-hand corner, we need to fill out the bus number, the schedule number, and the license plate number. We're obviously going to leave the trailer number blank and the GCTC or Greyhound Canada Transportation Corp serial number blank and the hub meter blank. But we need to fill out as much information as we have available to us, beginning with that, and obviously put the flap in the right place so that you don't write in too many copies. Now, if we have any type of issue with the bus, whether it's safety or not safety related, uh, we need to get a supervisor involved, and if there's no supervisor available, that's when you call MRD. If you have any type of a safety-related defect with the coach, whether it's something that you've detected or has been written in the M7 and not corrected, if there is not a maintenance supervisor around, then you need to call MRD, and MRD will advise you as to whether that coach can continue uh, towards a garage where it can be repaired, or if it's not safe to continue. Now, if MRD says to go ahead and continue, they will give you a trouble ticket number. And that information is entered in this computer, and there's a place in the M7 to write down that trouble ticket number as well. And then at that point, um, we can go ahead and indicate that we've spoken with MRD, we note the trouble ticket number, and we try to get a supervisor or a manager to go ahead and sign off that this is deferred, that it's not a safety-related defect, and that we can continue on our way. And as you fill out your M7, you need to go to each item listed and check either satisfactory or unsatisfactory. And if you're checking unsatisfactory, please write a brief description in the comments so that the maintenance department can know 
what it is that needs to be addressed. We want to try to write neatly and legibly so we can get these things corrected. Um, obviously, we need to go on down the list and check each item. And by putting an S or a U next to each item, it's going to remind you to check each item. So it's kind of a little cheat sheet for your pre-trip. Um, and then, of course, we have to note any type of body damage on the coach by marking it and circling it on the appropriate area on the form and indicating below if we need to with some comments to clarify uh, what the damage is to give an explanation. We need to make sure we do that. And obviously, if you have body damage, you need to get someone to sign off on that as well so that it's acknowledged that it was prior or existing damage. Please, please, please do not write OBD or see previous pages or same as previous driver for any type of deficiency on the pre-trip inspection. We need to indicate exactly what we find on the coach and write that down and not write it's the same as the last person. That is not the correct way to do that. Now that takes care of your pre-trip. Now as you go through the course of your run, we're going to perform periodic safety inspections, walk around your coach before you back up, walk around your coach at rest stops and meal stops, make sure that you don't see anything obvious, leaks, uh, flat tires, things like that, uh, anything unusual. And at the, at the end of your trip, you complete that same post-trip inspection and indicate in the M7 anything that needs to be indicated, anything that's changed from the pre-trip. And one thing I forgot to mention that's important is both on the pre- and the post-trip, we need to both print our name with our employee number and sign it. This is done twice. This is something that may not have been done completely and correctly in the past, and there may have been some uh, confusion about how to do it. But make sure that you are printing and signing, both for pre and post. This is a DOT and therefore a Greyhound requirement to do that. It's very important. So if you do go through a roadside inspection in the course of your trip and you haven't both printed and signed, you're not in compliance. So make sure that you do that. Uh, again, I want to stress that if you have um, any type of concern on your pre-trip and there is not a supervisor around, you want to call MRD. If you have a safety-related defect and you're at a non-maintenance location, you need to call MRD uh, and get an interpretation, get a ruling. But uh, one thing I want to stress, too, is that regardless of what MRD tells you, um, in the end, it's really up to the driver. If you have a safety-related defect and you don't feel comfortable taking it, then you should not operate that coach. There's just no way. Under no circumstance should a driver operate a coach that has been put out of service by MRD until that coach has been released by maintenance. So when repairs are made, the vendor or the mechanic or supervisor needs to make a notation on the M7 that those concerns have been addressed and that that coach is now ready to return to service. And that should about do it for this month. We've talked about quite a bit. Um, we mentioned, uh, you know, we had another collision, which uh, is something that is never pleasant and is usually preventable. Uh, usually things like uh, performing a proper pre-trip inspection, getting your proper rest and being prepared for work will help to minimize the chances of something like this occurring. Um, obviously, there were some changes to the way that we uh, record our hours of service on our log. And again, if you have any questions about that, please don't hesitate to speak with the instructor at your location or your manager so that you can be sure that you're completing your log correctly according to the latest interpretation. Um, M7 and obviously M27, I didn't mention that, and pre-trip inspections continue to be a hot-button issue. So please perform these things correctly the way that you've been trained so that you guarantee 
a safe and pleasant trip for both yourself and your passengers to the best of your ability and so that you're in compliance with all state and federal laws as it relates to both pre-trips and M7 completion because both of those things are required by state and federal law as well as Greyhound. And finally we talked about some of the bus companies that got shut down eight specifically in New York State uh, due to things like roadside inspections and auditing of records of drivers and buses and so on. So, you know, this is a this is a very sensitive time in the bus industry. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of scrutiny on us. And there is some question as to whether we may see some additional regulations or legislation as, as it relates to the bus industry. But we need to continue to distinguish ourselves as the best. And um, Greyhound has stood out for almost a century of service. So that's all I've got for this month. Uh, again, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feel free to send me email at ronnie13211 at gmail.com. You can visit me on Facebook. You can search out Ronnie Grayer. Everyone have a safe and pleasant trip, and we'll talk to you again in September.